What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, and welcome back to Founders Journal, my daily audio diary made public for the world, where every day I will give you, the listener, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew to help you think better in order to build better. And today we are talking about how to make reference checks, yes, reference checks, actually useful. I think historically they suck and I want to make them suck less for all of us. Let's hop into it. So in life and in the world of business, there are a lot of things we do just because they've always been done in a certain way. We don't question it. And it just seems like the thing, the type of thing you should do. It's almost like why Morning Brew was originally created because people just felt like they should read the Wall Street Journal. They've been told to read the Wall Street Journal. There isn't an alternative. And so they just do it. And in business nothing feels more applicable to this category of just doing things for the sake of doing things than reference checks. You have someone late in an interview process for a role. They're one of your top two candidates and you want to talk to past coworkers or bosses or direct reports of theirs to feel settled in the decision you're making. And I want to first say something. This sounds like a boring topic, but if you think about in business, what, what a business is, it is all about hiring the right people to make the right decisions, to create the right product so your customers have the right experience. And reference checks are something that you will have to think about and use in business for the next 20 to 40 years. And so I implore you to spend some time thinking about this and I'll try to make it as painless as possible. So the issue is I found that these conversations are historically useless and are flawed from the get-go. This is how it typically goes. Someone makes it to reference checks, meaning they're one of your last three candidates in an interview process. You ask those candidates for references. They give you three to four references. And then you set up 20 to 30 minute calls with those references. And 100% of the time, you are given a self-selected group of people that the potential employee knows will speak positively about their relationship with them. And so how it goes is you usually get onto a call with a reference check. You ask the individual on the reference call the same type of question. You ask, how was it working with so-and-so? How was it working for so-and-so? What was so-and-so's biggest challenge? Why do you think they are a good fit for this role? And what you get out of these conversations is nothing but a script by a self-selected cheerleader of the candidate. And it makes sense. It's Life is all about incentives. And if you think about what is the incentive of a candidate, their incentive is to sound as great as humanly possible by the people that they worked with, that they've selected, so that there's no question or concern in this new hiring manager's mind. And the the answer to all of these questions is always some version of XYZ person was great. They were a great leader. They were communicative. They were easy to work with. They were a diligent worker. Give, it, give them the space to succeed and they'll be exceptional. And I would hire so-and-so anywhere I went in my career. And what happens to all of us is we leave the conversation feeling like we felt after the last reference conversation and after and how we will feel after the next conversation, which is you get out of it and you're like, I learned absolutely nothing about this person, nothing more than what I knew about them 20 minutes prior to this conversation. So what I thought about was how do you make the reference check process better? And also it's worth us asking ourselves, is it even worth it? Just because this thing's always been done, why should we do it? My short answer is I do believe it's worth it. I think it is worth understanding from the right people and through the right questions if someone you're thinking about hiring is a great person to work with or for. And so 
I think what needs to happen is the reference check needs to be reimagined both in terms of who you talk to and the questions you ask. So the first is who you talk to. I think it is important to stack the deck in your favor and be more intentional about who you ask to speak with. So for example, if you're hiring someone that will be some sort of manager that will have direct reports, you better make sure in your reference checks that you're asking to speak to at least one, but probably two direct reports of the candidate in the past. The second is you should also be intentional about when this candidate worked with their reference. My rule of thumb is don't talk to references that worked with the candidate more than three years ago. More than three years ago, the candidate would have been a totally different professional. And I've had a number of interviews where I ask a candidate for reference references, and they literally give someone that they worked with when they were a junior employee seven years ago. I believe that does absolutely nothing, and it's just a waste of 20 to 30 minutes. The third is I would think about asking candidates for references in the beginning. You get you know their three to four references, and then you follow up with another email by asking for a reference that is not in their typical top five to get a fresh perspective. And so you almost force the candidate to think about, okay, I don't have my three to four uh, like definites, my, my go-tos when I'm asked for references, who is the fourth or fifth person that I'm no, not always forced to introduce a potential employer to? I want to talk to that person who has a fresh perspective and who's not always called upon. So that's on the who side. Now on the what side, I think you need to be really intentional about what you ask. So I have a few go-to questions. I'm not at all going to suggest that these are the best questions, but it's at least the questions that I've found to be really difficult for a reference caller or call to answer, which to me means that there's going to be interesting context. The first question I ask is what I call the lineup question. You say to the person on the phone, you've worked with, let's say 200 people in your career. If you visualize those 200 people you've worked with in your career up on like a wall, they're lined up from best person you've ever worked with to worst person you've ever worked with. I ask them for this person that we're talking about, this potential employee, where would you put them in that lineup? And what I've, I have found is that for hires that we have made, when I ask that question, 10 times out of 10, it has been someone that the reference check has not said is in their top three. Maybe it's their top five, maybe it's their top 10. But it's literally been foolproof where if this person's not in their top three, generally, they haven't worked out in the business. And obviously, there's a lot of other variables, but I've just found an interesting relationship in that question. The second question, which actually was recommended by Brian Sugar on Twitter, is if so-and-so gets fired from the business X months from now, what was the reason? And what I caveat this by saying is because I, I said this to Brian is, I oftentimes will get the answer of, oh, it's because you didn't give this hire enough slack. You micromanage them and you didn't give them the autonomy to succeed. And so what I caveat this question with is I say, if, if so-and-so gets fired six months from now, what was the reason that the hot, this hire failed? And don't say it was the company's fault. What was it about them that potentially just didn't make them a fit? Force them to talk about potential areas of development or challenges in this specific hire and don't put the blame on the company. Finally, I'm going to mention one trend that I've seen in references, similar to the, the lineup question. I believe if you don't receive glaring reviews, like 10 out of 10 reviews, like A++ reviews from references, I would just flag them. Not to say it's a red flag, but I would say it's a yellow flag. All of our best hires receive 10 out of 10 reviews in their reference checks. And then some of our not so great hires who ended up not being at the company more than six or nine months after 
got what I would call A- reviews in their reference text. I wouldn't gloss over A- reviews. I would think harder about A- reviews and wonder why one of the three or four top people that a reference recommended gave an A- review. These are supposed to be the three or four people that are the biggest champions of a potential hire. With all of this, for my Founders Journals listeners, I think there's a few things to take away. The first is we always, in life, in, in business, in our personal lives, need to question why we do things, and we need to make sure that we are reimagining their traditional ways of doing things. And we should never feel like we are doing things for the sake of doing things and just going through the motions. I believe reference checks is one such example in business, and I'd love to hear from my listeners. How do you get value out of reference checks? What are specific questions you ask or how you speak to potential references that aren't the go-to choices for a potential employee? Or is your thought that you just think reference checks are broken and we shouldn't be doing them at all? Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. I would love to hear what your thoughts are. I'll share them with the Founders Journal community. But as always, thank you for listening to the show. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I will catch you tomorrow. Take it easy, everyone. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.